Hey everyone, this is Mukul and this is Swapnit. Welcome to Going Slow Podcast, where we discuss our product journeys and also have casual discussions around life, universe and everything in between. Hello, welcome to episode 24 of Going Slow Podcast. Hey Swapnit, how's your week going so far? Hey Mukul, week is pretty good. I've just woken up, so yeah, I <laughs> might might be a bit sleepy at times, but yeah, it's going good. How about you? I I would say that's the advantage of being like one and a half hour ahead. So it's ten forty five here. So yeah, I have woken up since three hours. I mean, I'm fully refreshed. <laughs> so yeah, I feel that's an that's an advantage I never thought of. So how so how have you been so far? It's good. It's good. I finally found my routine. So even if I'm traveling, I have a very good routine as of now. So I'm loving that so far. And uh, there is like one new hobby, which I never thought I would be like following, but I really like it now is cooking. So I actually cook uh, almost all the meals. So, yeah, I I mean, I used to cook at home too, last two months, just to make sure that I can cook everything when I'm outside. Because when I was in Europe, I felt that I need to have good cooking skills if I want to enjoy good meal. Because there were just two constraints. One was basically eating out daily is expensive and unhealthy. And if I'm eating at home, uh... It should be tasty because <laughs> because food is love. So I was like, the only solution to this problem is learning how to cook. When I was in Spain, I was cooking almost daily. And I somehow got better at cooking few things. And then I was like, no, I want to get as best as I can in this. When you're home, it's very difficult to cook because everything is served on a silver platter. <laughs> so, but I just made one small rule that I'll cook one small thing daily like for example if I'm cooking breakfast then that's it for the day if I not cook breakfast then I'll cook something for lunch so yeah I think that is helping me so far I'm really liking the cooking experience because it's like I would say it's very different because it's a relaxing you're not looking yeah, at the yeah screen. I've heard from many of my friends that they find cooking to be meditative which is pretty cool yeah yeah exactly so it's like very relaxing in a way which i never expected to be honest but it's very relaxing like you just put a good song in the background and you're just (laughs) cooking for like 30 to 45 minutes and i'm really loving the experience so far it was very difficult to find like (laughs) indian ingredients here to be honest so i have uh, found some of them so i'm making use of most of the things i got and yeah, I'm looking forward to take like Thai cooking classes soon. So that would be like, I'm super excited for that. Hopefully this weekend or next weekend, something like that. I'll try to go to those classes. Nice. And you had one class in the early morning today as well. Yeah, that was Muay Thai class. So okay. I joined Muay Thai class here in like, I, I mentioned in a few episodes back, right? The travel I'm looking forward to do is something like activity-based travel. If I'm in a certain place, I want to join one class or some upgrading some skill, basically. And okay. and Thailand is famous for Muay Thai. And right. 
scuba diving unfortunately i am not good at swimming <laughs> and it's raining a lot nowadays so the only thing which is left is so yeah it's in the morning like uh, it's like one one and a half hour class it's my second week so i would say it has been nine classes so far for for my first week i was so tired after each class that after each class i just needed to come back and just sleep so <laughs> last week i was just sleeping the whole time like if we would have said that i let's do a call now i wouldn't <laughs> have been able to sleep <laughs> yes but yeah slowly stamina building so but i'm liking it so far that's the best it, part of our bodies they adapt to anything yeah it's crazy that human body is super adaptable and flexible yeah and you you mentioned about scuba diving right i don't think you need to know swimming in that because there will be someone with you to guide you initially and there's a lot of weight you have to carry oxygen on your back right so yeah. i don't think you need to no swimming that's for the fun dive yeah that's for the yeah. free dive or fun dive like when there is someone at the back but if i want to take a course so it's a 3 day course open paddy something certification so it's mm-hmm. a 3 day course where after that you can dive anywhere without the person at the back Got that it. certification is for 3 days but that certification has a requirement that you should be able to swim 200 meters oh. which is i don't always swimming 200 meters and you should be able to float so i i started learning swimming last year actually mm-hmm. when i was in goa and i'm getting better at swimming but i i cannot float <laughs> so so yeah there is a very nice pool where i'm staying right now this day is like heaven so they have a really nice pool so i try to go as much as i can like at least for 30 minutes daily but it's a long way <laughs> swimming is also the best kind of exercise you burn a lot of calories yeah it hurts so that's great have you tried snorkeling then okay yes uh, not here is- no here no but i have tried snorkeling i have snorkeling gear i bought snorkeling gear just to do <laughs> just to do all kind of thing okay yeah. that is like pretty pretty cool to see a lot of fish there yeah i'm looking forward to that it's raining a lot nowadays there is just like limited set of things i'm able to do as of now so once the rain like calms down a bit <laughs> then i think i'll be able to explore that part but yeah so i shared you the link of the stay right like this stay is like heavens this stay is really cool in a sense that they have built it specifically for people who are looking to stay for the longer duration and they have really cool swimming pool at the rooftop so if you go in the evening time so you can see the sunset and you're like chilling in the pool so that's really mm, i would say relaxing and Thanks. yeah I, I, i really like that it's a good initiative by the this hotel and stuff and they are trying to build a community too which is i think amazing what about you are you in mumbai or are you back home no i'm still traveling i'm figuring out to um i'm in a pit stop i'm right now in bangalore and now i'm thinking to go to are you traveling like travels yeah i just i'm trying to figure out where to live for the rest of the year so in backup i'm keeping the home option <laughs> uh, 
feels really cool and otherwise i'm just figuring out uh in mumbai there was a lot of rain and uh, i wasn't really able to go out for most of the days and their local people were like no this is how it is usually and we always go out with an umbrella i'm like okay this is like a new thing for me so from my mental model if you're going out with an umbrella you're only doing it for like urgent tasks otherwise you are sitting inside and there people were like no even when they're going to work they're going with umbrella they're going out to eat they're going with umbrella wherever they're going they're going with an umbrella in hand so that was yeah and it takes some time to adjust to that so i mean well i was like okay let's get out of there then explore some other nearby cities and yeah then just exploring where to have a longer term stay oh that's amazing yeah well like let me know like if you found something which you're looking forward to stay for the longer duration i'll be curious yeah. to know where you pick that place and i feel the point you mentioned right like people are used to it like for example people in mumbai are used to the rain and stuff i somehow can relate to that point because so i was in bangalore for 3 and 1/2 years and i liked it and never had any issues and stuff i loved staying there but then i went back home for almost a year and then i went back again i think few months back two months back i think for to meet some friends and stuff so at that point i was just frustrated with the whole experience and i was like because after the whole thing i traveled bunch of new places right and so i had like few more data points to experience the of how cities can be yeah exactly and i was like oh my god like previously i didn't have that problem from the fresh perspective i was like oh my god like this is something very how was i accustomed to this before and yeah so this is this is what is called experience stretching and uh, in this particular case i'm not sure if it is a good thing or a bad thing because when we say that like i was also in bangalore for the initial 3 to 4 years of my career and that time i didn't find it bad i found it livable everything was cool looking back now i wonder how did i do that or why did i do that or whatever at the same time this is only because now you have more calibration so the good thing is you have experienced more things but the bad thing is now you cannot enjoy the previous one as much and uh, it it goes in like all areas of life i had an example of this somewhere wherein let's say if you are sitting on a beach and you're chilling out and someone else someone sitting next to you he or she passes you a cigar and they say hey you know try this this will be pretty good and you're like no i'm enjoying only and the other person can't relate because they don't know how you can do that without it because their experience has stretched at the same time you are enjoying because whatever experiences you have so it's like going a bit philosophically so in life you have like a lot of dots right a lot of experiences and on a scale of 1 to 10 they can be or at varying varying intensity so if you have if you experience something which is like out of your 
league out of your level, like it's outside 10, it's like 11 star, 11 out of 10 or 15 out of 10, then your scale is now recalibrated and whatever experiences you had before, they sort of like shrink down. So it's like a boon and a curse. It's like you're experiencing more at the same time. After doing that, it will be hard to enjoy, not impossible, but hard to enjoy the same things that you used to do earlier. What are your thoughts? Yeah, totally makes sense. But sometimes I feel that that ignorance thing is actually a good thing, which is like yeah. a place total because you just don't know what you don't know. You don't know. I'll just like ex tell you like what part hit the most when I went to Bangalore again. And it's very obvious, like just two things. First was like traffic. traffic. Uh, and second was the air quality. I was like, this is some air quality was something I never considered before. Like this was the word <laughs> I had never considered any like in factor like any before. But so when I start like uh, I started running in Spain. I wasn't much into fitness before, to be honest. So I started running in Spain, like every day for 30 minutes. That was my rule that I'll run every day for 30 minutes. And then after Spain, I came back home. And I realized that it's harder for me to run because I'm not able to breathe. And I mean, it's not like it basically applied to all the coming days. It just took me a few days to adjust, but there was difference. And I was like, oh, okay. I never considered that this is what is affecting me. So, yeah, I mean, the traffic part, also the air quality part, I was like, hmm. So at that point, I was like, hmm, maybe cities which are less developed, like for example, Nagpur, which is very near from my home. So mm -hmm. I was like, cities like Nagpur is a much better choice to stay. Because less people, less traffic, better all around, less expensive. Bangalore is extremely expensive as of now, which makes sense because it's like a lot of people are earning a lot of money and they're ready to spend a lot of money. So it totally makes sense. But previously it was like Bangalore people, everybody was moving to the city life because money was there and job was there but now it's independent like those variables are not related with each other so i just feel will there be a change when people will move to different cities like for example jaipur or nagpur or cities which are not like bangalore mumbai but still good enough to cheaper better and all those things right. I feel the only missing link in this would be the socializing aspect of it. So yes, what I feel is someone starts like a, like a hub in a tier two or tier three city, wherein it's almost like a co-working space or it's a co-working space with the events and community part built in. So whatever events and the community manager you have in the co-living space that you're in right now, think of it in. Yeah, exactly. Think of this in a tier two or tier three Indian city setting, wherein you go, you sit anywhere there, or maybe you have a fixed place. It's almost like an office, but people from different companies are coming there. And since you meet the same people every day, 
that sort of takes care of the socializing aspect of it. Because you don't need like 20 people. You just need maybe two, three, four, five people that you can gel with and discuss things with, right? And it need not be productive as well. You could might as well just discuss about sports or politics, like the water cooler chat that we say, right? And it's very hard to replicate in Zoom settings. So like as of now, we can do like a one-on-one conversation, but as soon as it becomes a multi-person conversation, it is hard to replicate the office structure wherein even if there's a group, people can still talk in silos. They can just turn. Even there's a group, there can be like three different discussions going on parallel. Yeah. Even on the lunch table, it happens something like that. So, yeah, I feel that might be a promising aspect to be tried out. Once that is there, then there's nothing else to like stop stopping this. Hmm. It's almost kind of like, let's say since you're working remotely and you're spending, you're going to a place and work. Even if you switch companies, those people remain the same because it is not dependent on companies anymore. So you make friends, respective of companies, they continue and almost like a fairy tale guild you have. And yeah, that's true. Makes sense. Like for example, if I'm starting out, I would be in city, I guess, because I'm finding future path or whatever exactly want to do and all those things. But if there is someone who has already figured out or know that, hey, this is what I want to do, or this is what I want, <laughs> uh, that ignorance thing that he doesn't want to know <laughs> what he doesn't know. Like he's happy in his own bubble, which is really great. I feel that's like that's the amazing great. thing. That's the best. Yeah. What's the point of knowing all the things if you're ha- not happy? <laughs> so Yeah, the point of knowing is that you have to, either you need yeah. to be okay not doing it, or otherwise you need to take action after it so it's a tricky place to be in exactly in that case it makes sense total sense for sure but like if I mean you know that this is what I want I think in that case there comes the next question then you can have you can move to a different place for sure or you can just stay there but I feel that if you stay it's like one of those things like if you stay in Bangalore or any city not Bangalore not naming anything like if you're staying in one place for so long you actually start to like all the bad things you considered before going there you kind of like start ignoring them <laughs> it's like you it's get used relationship. <laughs> yeah you get used to all the things so I mean, because it's tough to move, right? Like it's tough to change cities. It's tough to make life changes like every year or so. So yeah, that makes total sense for sure. Cool. So, so did you get a chance to look at the SaaS acquisition deal link that I shared? Yes. Do you want to share some details about it? Yeah. So, yeah. So this is a micro SaaS the name is Cloakist, C-L-O-A-K-I-S-T. And it provides custom domains for X. X can be Airtable, Notion, Calendly. Think of any tool that you want to host in your custom domain. They provide you a solution for that. So 
I just stepped on the acquisition of this and the numbers were very well detailed. And I thought this is like a rare data wherein you get to see a data point, which you can also sort of use as a benchmark somewhere down the line. So the numbers as of now stand at the MRR is $2,000 and they have 160 paid customers and it was sold for $60,000. So since MRR was 2000, so it's almost five times multiple of the ARR, which is, which is, which makes sense, which is cool. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing, <laughs> uh, amazing from the buyer's point of view, it's an amazing deal for him, like finding this deal because so we also started searching a lot on micro acquire, finding like the best product or deal for us too, but it's so tough to find a good deal. And I feel like the product and everything is really good in this sense. For example, if you consider the product is, uh, like custom domain for Notion, custom domain for custom domain for Calendly or XYZ. There is there are companies specially built for specific product. Like for example, if you heard of Super dot SO or Ocean dot SO, they're specifically yeah. for Calendly. Uh, sorry, Notion. Notion. And and I'm pretty sure Super dot SO is over twenty five thousand dollar MRR. Yeah. Most probably. Yeah. So. This person is at 2000 and that person is at 25,000. So there is a market for it. So there is a room for him to grow in Notion. And there are other, I would say, other connections or connectors he have where it will also have room to grow. So I feel that's really cool. Also, one more thing I feel is the 2.5x amazing lane. Multiple is really good. And also like the one, so like if he has a $2,000 MRR, in, for example, next one year, if we somehow make it to 4,000, it's double, but the number is small and you have a base and everything. So it's achievable for sure. 4,000 to 5,000. Let's say it's at $4,000 MRR at the end. And if, if he sells it at the end and assuming that he sells at the same multiple 2.5, it's 120,000. So it's like $60,000 profit right there, right then. So right. <laughs> the flipping of websites is really amazing. Like I have seen few people. It's not flipping, right? Flipping is you just do, you just buy it, you hold on to it, and then you flip it at the right time. This is you're actually growing it as well. I mean, kind of flipping, like you're keeping it and then selling it. If you're looking forward to sell, yeah. But when you're keeping it, you're also investing in marketing. You're yeah. also investing in product. I wouldn't call this flipping. This feels like a nice business deal. Yeah, yeah. Flipping, I've heard in term in context of domain names and NFTs, wherein you just get something which you feel will be more valuable to someone somewhere down the line, and you just hold on to it, and then someone else will come there. Right. You can sell the name. But yeah, this feels like you'll also have to do an effort, and there are uncertainties here as well. Whatever stops working, some new computer comes up. There yeah. are uncertain things as well. But yeah, from a buyer's point of view, the great part is this product has already crossed the zero to one journey. Yeah. You already have validation. You already have paid customers. So if you have the metal to build stuff, listen to customers and iterate on it, you already have 100 plus paid customers. So you can just keep on listening to them 
figure out what are the other pain points and you can introduce more features based on that with which well i think that is one of the hardest part about starting out which is you know you can build but you don't have customers to test your hypothesis with so you just keep on going in the build mode versus this is a product which already has a lot of great customers so you can talk to them more and figure out more features invest in growth there's like a track there's a path to growth here i mean i have a, like an opposing point of view in that in this basically i feel it has not yet crossed 0 to 1 yet the reason the person who built it has sold it so there must be a reason why he is selling it so there can be two reasons one is basically he has found a new passion a new project to work on that's why he wants to just sell this off or second he didn't see potential in this or he didn't see something which he can grow so i would be curious to know why exactly he thought of selling like is it because he couldn't like market it if it i mean just just to make sure like what exactly would be the reason to sell and something for because like so i was reading it somewhere if you are in 0 to 2 million dollar arr range your multiples are actually lower which is around 2 to 4x but yeah. if you are above 2 million dollar arr acquisition multiples are higher which is like 5 to 8x and if you are above 10 million or something like that your your multiples are like 10x Mm. so basically lower arr things have lower multiple because it's still a gamble it's still a bet that you have because it's not established as of now so once you cross a big range then it gets more i would say for example if a product is about 2 million dollars then he has for example a good piece for sure if a person is selling at that point of time that means there can be two reasons one is he doesn't want it to grow or basically he's just now looking forward to something new because he has spent like 5 6 years of his life on this and he wants to explore something and he want to exit so that makes a very valid reason for a person to exit that he just doesn't want to continue this journey anymore and he wants to switch but if the reason is basically i'm not looking forward to grow this product because i'm not able to and i don't think there is a market for it so i just want to sell it off so in lower mrr acquisitions this is kind of a potential reason for for people to sell because uh, so it makes it harder to acquire so for example if you so that's why like when we are trying to acquire apps that is one of the biggest i would say concern because uh one concern we always had like how we can grow it and why exactly a person selling this because you don't know right like the reason is very important because if a person has tried bunch of things and he thinks he doesn't have potential so then we'll have to like research more on that topic okay is he right or do, do we think that he has tried all the things do we think that we can do it better and all those things so yeah it differs i i guess that will be clear from the number and in the due diligence part where they would have charted out the month on month growth especially over the last few months to see whether how it is growing another yeah. thing that i find good about this particular product is you already have competitors which yeah. pretty much proves validation from business perspective so it could also be the case that the founder didn't see a fit with the product which is 
they're not excited by it much. Also, now it is moving from building stage to scaling stage, marketing stage. And uh, for some people, they might have a natural aversion to it. They might enjoy the zero to one journey mode. And the final part is just like a predictability thing, which is this working now, but you don't have the predictability. It's a gamble on the person who's running it, whether they can have some gains out of it, but it's like an expected thing. You know that, okay, this product will reach this particular MRR range after this much time, but there's a probability attached to it. It can go all to zero as well, for whatever reason. Um, Let's say they get sick, right? And they're not able to continue investing time on it or something broke. There can be like 10 different things that can go wrong. So just taking cash upfront is also like a good thing yeah. in that sense where you're insuring yourself, you're just taking it and you enjoyed the journey as well. You made it till four digits, which is, I feel like a pretty big accomplishment in itself. Once you scale something up to 1K, I feel that you have the confidence to do anything after that. Yeah. Because you literally created something from nothing. So, yeah, I feel the predictability part makes sense as well as the other part, which is you're shifting from building to scaling. And it's it's amazing, though. Like, I mean, the amount of, I would say, wealth, I mean, it's generating. Like, for example, a 2K, for example, if I'm making 2k MRR of the um, like my apps MRR is 2k and it's selling for 60k <laughs> it's such a good <laughs> feeling like 60k is how much 60k dollar is like crazy amount right? Like, it's crazy <laughs> and it's uh vested <laughs> it's a not something which is someone is holding or something so it's like uh, everything is in your bank <laughs> at one point of time so uh, i mean uh, like i was building few small apps before this to make something work and then i started putting it on a website called indie maker just to sell it and stuff but i used to put like my asking price very low thousand dollars fifteen hundred dollars and stuff and I was able to sell two of my projects, like for thousand dollar and for fifteen hundred dollar. Nice. <laughs> At that point, I was like, okay, I should do this. Like, I should do more of this. Like, because it's like a skeleton, right? Like, you right. have like an app thing built, like the whole thing. So I should just generate more things and then put it on <laughs> on App Store, just and sell it, and to make money and stuff. Because if it sells, it's like almost. Like one month salary kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. And at the locust level, it is even better. Um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. It is like two point five x multiple is is a good deal for both of them. Um, yeah, if you sell it, if you don't sell it in both cases, it's like a win win. Huh? Like it's yeah. amazing. It's amazing that he is able to build a product from like scratch to two camera. That's so cool. I mean, it's so tough <laughs> because and to scale it to that, I mean, congrats, congrats to that person for sure. And but, you mentioned that you're also looking for some deals on MicroCar. 
what kind of things you're looking at i'm just thinking i also want to dip my feet into this so and we aren't right now but we used to for sure like for a few months i mean we passively search for it evidence actively and stuff but we are mostly looking for any kind of saas or shopify app but the so i'll tell you that the problem in this is the upfront capital required is too much so it's like for example in this case like it's 60000 upfront so you have to give 60000 it's a commitment so there are few ways to give that capital for sure so for example if you are doing some kind of mm, a loan kind of thing like revenue based financing or some from somewhere from where you can get a loan of like $60,000 so all you have to do after that is beat the interest rate and pay out the loan mm-hmm. that's a definitely a good way to do it but if you are doing it it's a commitment because you have taken a loan like then there is that thing in your head that there is a loan on you <laughs> or something other way is like raising venture to buy apps but mm-hmm. it's still a commitment it's not like they are it's like loan that you have to pay monthly and stuff but it's a you long give returns yeah. you have to return it yeah. so yeah. yeah there are a lot of people who are doing it actually who basically raise a big round and then are acquiring apps and it's happening a lot in shopify and it's like thrasio for amazon brands or something <laughs> so it's happening already like that's another way to do it third way i feel is we tried this one which we felt was something we could it's something we which was possible but it's very hard to negotiate one way to acquire app because we didn't have 60000 dollars upfront so one way we tried to negotiate the deal with one or two people was basically we will pay you monthly so for example if the asking price is 70 or 75 or something we'll give you 80 but we'll pay 8000 dollars monthly so in the 10 months you will have the full payment but from the starting day we will have the apps but you see like it's very tough to negotiate this kind of deal because there are many people who are giving up friend <laughs> so yeah i mean i uh, like but people do it like i, I have heard uh, i have heard in some podcasts where people negotiate this kind of deal with success so I feel as of now this deal is kind of the best way to move forward but it's very tough to find like a uh, perfect I mean it's tough to find the other party agreeing to this and the app should be good apps app should be something you believe on and yeah, something like some yeah you know it's almost uh, you like you can come micro vc i read in his thread that he evaluated around 83 listings went on yeah 18 calls with potential sellers and then based on that this was finalized so yeah it's a pretty big yeah, commitment I mean, it's not it, a one day it, 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 yeah it's not something which you can do passively you have to yeah. like uh, work hard for the whole commitment part like you'll have to take mass because it's you always have that thing oh okay maybe There, there is something better than this deal maybe there is something better <laughs> so you will always have that in your head and also like finding like the perfect deal yeah it's tricky for sure i feel this monthly base financing works great but yeah finding that is difficult upfront capital i feel 
I don't know, man. Like that's too much capital. <laughs> Until we get acquired, I don't think that is something we can. I mean, we can take a risk for sure. Are you looking for acquisition? No, uh, no, no, nothing. No, as of, we will be open, or we might at some point if after crossing like fifty k. But we think that we are too early for that. Are you? Not as of now, because thing thing with that business is, it is we know the path that we'll be on once we get acquired or once we sell it off, because in edtech pretty much the norm is to charge from students, and we've also been thinking about this a lot. We discuss it like almost every week or every month. So yeah, that is something we know. what it's going to be after an acquisition so yeah we don't want to get into that is that directly conflicts yeah. with private on this yeah makes sense yeah as of now i think we are happy and i think we have fuel left to make it grow and what will we do after acquisition like <laughs> we will start some other thing so if we are going to start some other thing after acquisition we can start it now <laughs> so yeah. because there is enough time and resources available for sure as of now so yeah i mean i do i think it's too early for us to so yeah like makes sense we're talking about uh this thing right then if you're not acquiring apps not doing acquisition so the profit that you have right now what do you do with that are you planning uh, that I am not. Yeah, this topic. I'm currently not sure, to be honest, what to do. What? So I was asking a bunch of people uh, about it and stuff, but I did not get any answer, to be honest, on this. Because if you do not spend, you will be taxed. Oh, really? It's like if you do not spend, you will be taxed, and if you right. spend it, then at least it's good. I think that's why I feel this is one of the biggest reason why many companies are not profitable, which is such an amazing thing. Like, <laughs> I mean, makes sense, right? Like, for example, if I have uh, assume this scenario that I have, I have around forty k MRR, and I have around hundred hundred k from funding, hundred k two hundred k from funding, and it's in the bank. They are not taxed. It's not taxed. It's never taxed. Huh? Well, profit time. I mean, I just need to show losses, so I'll just like spend more on building, like more on hiring, more. I'll hire, I'll spend more. <laughs> so I feel that's a good thing because businesses are, are incentivized to grow, uh, grow, and hire more people for sure. They reinvest money somewhere. They reinvest money somewhere. So that makes total sense in terms of. Uh, that's when I realize that many companies who are not. profitable are choosing to be not profitable because they can be profitable like if they just control the i mean for example if you want to be profitable you will just like control some aspect where you are experimenting and you will be profitable i think that is true in many companies out there for sure as of now we haven't found any perfect way to yeah spend company profit what about you have you experienced So we mostly spend in hiring. That is a major cost. The SaaS prices that we use, those are like pretty small. 
compared to the amount that we spend on people. So yeah, majority, like more than 90% of our expenses as of today is on people. So that is why I'm always curious about why you're not choosing to invest in people. So like, like here's how I'm, I think it. Like if I were you, what I would do is like just get a like something like an entrepreneur in residence, pay them to try out other Shopify apps, build it, try to sell it. If it becomes big, then you integrate it with SiteFinder. Yeah, I, I think someone, someone suggested this too. Yeah, we haven't thought of this yet, to be honest. Because so, it's that just things, right? either, either you involve in your current business. Yeah. What that would mean is you would sort of become a manager wherein you will have to train them and you will have to spend a lot of time initially with them, yeah. which is not, I think, I'm not sure if you want to do that as of today. So the other yeah. thing is <laughs> independent of your business and you almost become like a YC or like investor where you say, hey, I have the capital, I have the user base of Shopify. And build something, if it works, then they can just continue with you. If it doesn't work, then you get to see some execution which did not work out. So, you know, so for example, I'm pretty sure you already would have had a lot of other ideas for Shopify as well. Hmm. So if those are independent, then maybe you can have someone else do it. Because in the end, it's all about experimentation only. There's no single bullet. And again, this is like a investment thing in the sense, the first product that he or she tries, that might or might not work. But if they are consistent enough, and if you want more yeah. commitment, you can also like only involve people who are like full-time working on this so that they have more skin in the game. And yeah. for them, initially you provide a salary so that they can, so it's, it's almost like a EF model, entrepreneur first model, which is, so I had joined their cohort a few years back and their, their idea was you have to leave your full-time job so that you have skin in the game, but yeah, they gave you like a nom nominal stipend for your expenses. So you don't yeah. feel the burn of uh, the expenses at the same time. Now you have more motivation because that insane amount of money is not coming in anymore. So now you have motivation yeah. that you need to make this work. It's very hard to do it part-time. It's okay. Well, if some people do it, yes. But investing for even four hours after a normal regular working day, it is hard. It's hard to deep focus and all. Even if you yeah. do it in the morning, then you will lag at work. So not sustainable at all. So yeah, full time seems the way to go. Hmm. Yeah, I we have never thought of this way to be honest. Yeah, I'll talk with my co-founder on this. We were mostly not keen on hiring because just to avoid the management route because we are always like it's good enough for now, like nobody to manage, nobody to answer to, all those kind of things. But the path you mentioned, I feel which it's really, it sounds good to be honest, to experiment on new things. And it's not exactly like a employee as such, 
is something he is someone who is looking forward to build app on his own and stuff and we are just helping him. also be someone who has already tried yeah their hands on shopify apps yeah and uh, find product market fit for whatever reason and yeah. still want to continue but the win that you are providing is they don't need to live in that uncertainty anymore whether it will make money or not that is the utility that you are providing it's almost like yeah. a rd team got it makes sense got it. definitely i think i'll look into it more let me see if I can pull this off Yep. 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 So should we call this episode? Yep. Yep. All right, folks. So that was all for today. If you liked it, let us know on social media. Our handle is going slow pod. If you didn't like us, then definitely let us know. We'd love to know what you would like to hear more of. And yeah, that's all. See you next time. Until then, stay curious and don't forget to have fun.